It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It feels as if it's as the world turns with regards to conference realignment. What is the latest? What are the latest rumors out there? We'll try and get to all of that ahead on today's show. I also want to delve into who Brett Yormark is, the new commissioner of the Big 12, who hasn't actually officially started his job quite yet, but he is obviously working behind the scenes to help the Big 12 establish itself. We got all that and more ahead on today's edition of Locked on Cougars. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Cougars. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And as such, this is your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. The goal here, simply stated, is to make you the smartest BYU fan in the room. And we do that by joining you every day in short-form podcasts, keeping you up to date on everything going on with the Cougars and some bigger notes with regards to the Big 12 and even college football at large. Uh, by way of introduction, my name is Jake. Hatch. For those of you who may be checking out the show for the first time, our episode yesterday has just absolutely gone berserk. So thank you to all the Big 12 fans, even some of the Utah fans that checked us out yesterday. Uh, Thanks for joining us. I am the executive producer of DJ and PK on the KSL Sports Zone in Salt Lake City in my day job. And I gotta say, I am stuck at home due to some quarantine issues with some family members that tested positive for COVID-19. And folks, I am not cut out for the work from home life. It has been a very weird couple of days having to essentially just mill around the house and help out, obviously, with my family. But, man, I am built to be in a radio studio, and I cannot wait to get back on air with DJ and PK. I'm doing stuff behind the scenes, obviously, but not able to actually have my hands on the controls. But the nice part is, with this podcast, I'm able to sit down and share my thoughts with you guys. I was going to record a podcast last night for today, so the Wednesday edition of the show, but I decided to hold off because I've got a good friend, and you can consider him a source if you want to. That's probably the best term for it. That has been a person that I've long confided in with regard to stuff on BYU Matters, whether it's BYU and Independence, their pursuit of joining the Big 12, all that stuff. We've talked many, many times about different BYU-related things. He is far more in the know on where BYU stands on certain topics than I am, and I had a chance to catch up with him earlier today, actually, and had a great conversation. And a lot of the reports out there today are that the Big 12 is actively pursuing the six schools in the Pac-12 that we discussed previously. Those would be Washington. Washington, Oregon, Utah, Colorado, and then the Arizona schools, Arizona State and the University of Arizona. Those six schools would obviously bloat the Big 12 to being an 18-team conference, but there's an interesting point about this that Bill Connolly from ESPN made. If you had an 18-team league with the Big 12, it'd actually make it very easy to rotate through the opponents. You would create a six-team pod in the west, six in the middle, and then six in the north slash eastern side of the country, where in each pod you play your five 
five pod members, the five schools in your pod outside of yourself, and then you play a two from one and two from the other pod. So you play essentially a nine conference game schedule, and then you rotate that. You'd actually rotate through playing home and home with everybody in your conference in just six years. It's actually kind of funny how it would work out that way. Now, the conversation that I had with my my friend uh, was that the Big 12 is indeed pursuing those six schools. The other thing that he cautioned when I uh, spoke with him was that nothing is imminent in his mind right now. Obviously, the Pac-12 announced yesterday via their, uh, their uh, what do they call it, their PR arm, that they have already authorized the conference to take its media rights to market. They've got a 30-day exclusive negotiating window with ESPN, it appears, because according to reports, John Canzano, Dennis Dodd among them, it sounds like Fox is pretty much said, okay, we got the schools we wanted from the Pac-12. We got USC and UCLA, which comprise the LA TV market, which is somewhere between five and a half and six million households of TV sets. Uh, according to John Canzano, one of the guys he spoke with was a former Fox executive. The rights for the for the Pac-12 after losing USC and UCLA went from something like $500 million to just $300 million. That shows you how much those two brands alone carried in the Pac-12. Fox scooped them up, got them into the Big Ten, and now the Pac-12 has to figure out what it's going to do. Now, I, I, like I said, I was told that the, the Big 12 is making overtures to those six schools, but I would fully expect, especially in the case of a Washington and or Oregon, that they are going to wait this out. The Big 12, and I did this with, I talked about this on the uh, Locked On Big 12 Roundtable podcast we recorded last night. You can go find that, check out Locked On Big 12, wherever you get your podcast, that the Pac-12 knows that it has to hold on to those two brands, if at all possible, with regards to Washington and Oregon. Washington and Oregon also know that they are the power players right now in this Pac-10 arrangement that is currently situated and they obviously are going to wait and see what all options come their way whether that's the big 10 the sec does this quote-unquote loose affiliation with the acc really uh pan out to anything by the way if the pac-12 thinks that another one of these quote-unquote uh alliances with the acc is going to work out in their best interest you can fool me once shame on you fool me twice who is that shame on me yeah that's shame on you pac-12 if you were going to believe in this by the way a loose alliance with the acc what does that do if that opens up the acc you're going to see a team like clemson miami florida state who might immediately bolt north carolina among them as well who would obviously look at the SEC and maybe the Big Ten and say, hey, you want to bring us in? We'll, we'll do that. The big power player right now, though, overall, is Notre Dame. All the reports out there say that Notre Dame is the big fish that the ACC, the Big Ten, even the SEC, heck, even the Big 12 would take Notre Dame in a heartbeat. They're a behemoth. I know that they haven't won a national title in, well, they've won one in my lifetime. I was one year old. I think it was 1988, last time they won a national title. I was one year old when they last won a national title. But they are a leviathan, a giant in the college space. And if you can get Notre Dame, you're going to do that that. Everything I am hearing and everything that's out there is saying that the Big Ten, all eyes from the Big Ten are on Notre Dame. What does Notre Dame want to do? And they're going to sit back. At the same time, that means that Washington and Oregon are probably playing second fiddle with the Big Ten behind that Notre Dame decision and have to wait things out. The Big 12 will wait on Oregon and Washington to make their decision. And if they decide ultimately their best bet is to jump ship from the pack and then join the Big 12, hey, the Big 12 is going to benefit from it. But as I said on yesterday's podcast, and this was backed up by the conversation I had earlier today is the Big 12 is making a push to get the quote-unquote four-corner schools. I, I still, that, that, that terminology, I don't 
know where it came from, but that would be Colorado, Utah, and the Arizona schools. They're making the hardest push for those schools to make the jump immediately uh, to come to the Big 12. Like I said, I and the person I talked to don't think anything's imminent. This is a 30-day window that the Pac-12 is using for the next month or so to really figure out what are their options with regards to staying together as a member of the, uh, as members of the new, now what be Pac-10 and see what they can get for their media rights. And then obviously they're going to continue to explore their options outside of that. The interesting wrinkle in all of this, and I saw this uh, coming from ESPN. I, I'm trying to think who the reporter was. It wasn't uh, Pete, Pete Thamel on this one. I believe, man, I wish I, ha- I had pulled this up ahead of time. I just came to my mind as I was talking. But the report is that a guy like Phil Knight, who was obviously Obviously, one of the gargantuan figures in the shoe and sports space. He has built the University of Nike, Oregon, into what it is. And he is apparently thinking that he could be the kind of the savior for the Pac-10 and keep it together. If that's the case, hey, props to you. You kept those schools in tow and obviously made them feel like, okay, we can make a go of this. The biggest thing is the, the Big 12, they don't have to make a move right now in their, to keep themselves afloat. They are actually in a very good spot. And I, I know I'm regurgitating some of the information I said yesterday, but it, it looks like right now the Big 12 can afford to kind of sit on, sit back and make the overtures to the Pac-12 schools, obviously explore other options out there. You can obviously throw a lifeline to Notre Dame and say, hey, fighting Irish, you want to come play in the mid middle of the country? Why not? Let's do this thing. You, you chase all those options. But the important part about this is a guy that hasn't even officially taken his job, speaking of Brett Yormark, the Big 12 commissioner, well, I want to talk about him. What does he bring to the Big 12? Obviously, he's been on the job for just over a week now, officially. Well, he's not even officially hired yet. His start date, I believe, is August 1, but he's working behind the scenes, obviously. But the conversation I had with my friend is that Brett Yormark is actually a pretty impressive dude, despite being a guy who isn't necessarily who you'd think a guy coming to run one of the conferences in the middle of the country he's not your typical uh, conference administrator but that's not a bad thing we'll talk more about Brett Yormark and his role in all of this here in just a moment first though a word on our friends over at uh, Rock Auto Rock Auto is one of the incredible companies out there they've kept my car in running shape for years now I cannot encourage you guys enough to give this site a chance. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you would need. The best part about Rock Auto, it's an easy-to-use website. Kind of old-school in many ways. You look at it, and you're probably this thing come what, from the 1990s, early 2000s? In many ways, it is, but the best part is you select what type of car you've got, you select the model, the year, all that stuff, and then it's got every part under the sun for that vehicle that's available that you can click, point, add to your cart, and then have it shipped to you right away. The goal with Rock Auto is to save you time and money when using their resource. Why would you willingly choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com and, by the way, have it shipped directly to your home? Their prices are reliably low for every customer, and they've got everything you could ever need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. If you want to put shag carpet in your car, Rock Auto can help you guys out with that. That's how simple it is. Go explore go explore that easy-to-use website today. You can find the solution for all of your auto parts needs. Uh, get to the website now. That's rockauto.com. Make sure you write locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box. Give us some credit for going and checking out their invaluable resource. That obviously gives us some love on the other end. But Rock Auto, they have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. 
Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking us out. Uh, our YouTube numbers, we finally reached the 1,000 subscriber mark. So, big ups to you guys. I'm supposed to actually be behind me. And some of you pointed out, I've got a USA hat. Let's see, right there. I've got the old school uh, Mariners hat there. I'm supposed to have a thousand. My wife got some balloons. She's been uh, ill, uh, but she's got some balloons she wants to put up, and they'll be up at some point. But we covered, we crossed the 1,000 subscriber mark, and due to some of the other stuff going on outside of this podcast, I have not officially put together the 1,000 subscriber giveaway that I promised you guys. So stay tuned for that. We'll have that for you guys relatively soon. But a huge ups to all of you for helping us cross that 1,000 subscriber mark. Uh, any of you who do YouTube know how important that mark is. It monetizes this channel. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be frank. I make money off of it. That's why I do this venture. But thank you to all of you for supporting us. And also a big ups to all of you out there who listen on the regular podcast form as well. We still have thousands of downloads every single day via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the myriad of other podcast providers. You guys are making Locked On Cougars. just in, uh, it's, it's really, really fun to do what I do because your guys' interaction makes my world go round. Uh, and one of the things about this is Brett Yormark, uh, we're going to talk about him for a minute, coming into the Big 12, he was a very outside-the-box hire, similar to what the uh, Pac-12 did hiring George Klyovkov. Uh, Brett Yormark formerly worked for Rock Nation, which is, of course, the sports agency founded by mogul Jay-Z. Uh, Jay-Z is a guy who has expanded his empire from just being one of the all-time hip-hop icons to being a guy who's invested in sports for franchises. He obviously now represents athletes via that rock agency. And that's where Brett Yormark comes from. He's also got previous experience running the New Jersey slash Brooklyn Nets. And he's done a really good job in terms of just kind of building his profile. A lot of people out there, and I saw this while I was on vacation last week, when the hire officially came down. Is a lot of people said, well, he's New York. How does he fit the heartland of America in the Big 12 Conference? Well, apparently the Big 12 uh, chancellors and university presidents, I would assume Kevin Worthen, BYU's president, was among those who signed off on Brett Yormark's hire. Obviously, you would have to have had a say in all of this. And the nice part is about Brett Yormark is what I was told today is he is a savvy negotiator. He knows what he's doing. He works behind the scenes. He He's not a physically imposing dude by any, uh, any means. You look at the pictures of him, he just looks like, your, looks like your everyday guy. But what I am hearing is, he, and a lot of the reports out there say the exact same thing, is he's very aggressive right now in trying to establish himself amongst the other power players in the college sports game. He does not officially begin his post as Big 12 commissioner until August 1, but he is working right now trying to make sure that the Big 12 is as well-situated as they possibly can be because he's a guy that's coming into a new job, and he doesn't want to have one hand tied behind his back the second he takes the job. He is going to make sure that the Big 12 is on as good a footing as it possibly can be when he officially takes over the post, when he finally, I guess, moves into the office. I don't know what he's doing, but his official uh, job doesn't begin until August 1, if I'm not mistaken. But what I have heard about 
about him is he is a very, very savvy and shrewd negotiator, and that comes from his years of working on the on the uh, what, the business side of things with regards to the New Jersey and New York uh, Nets. Man, I want to say the the Devils for a minute there, but he's done a really good job doing that. Uh, working with Rock Nation Unified, Rock Nation, uh, obviously that sports agency. This is a guy who has got a different background than most people out there in the college sports space. It actually follows kind of the same game plan that the Pac-12 did when they hired George Klyovkov from MGM International, where he was in kind of the entertainment space. So... I think Brett Yormark, he is going to look outside the box and try and uh, look at things a little differently than maybe a guy like Bob Bowlesby would have. And obviously, I think Bob Bowlesby is going to have his hand in this. He's obviously going to be weighing in. They said that uh, him retiring from his post as Big 12 commissioner did not mean that he was cutting ties with, with the conference. He's going to stay on as a guy who's going to weigh in with his thoughts. He'll obviously be lending his thoughts to a guy like Brett Yormark as well as the other university presidents. But he is coming in to help uh, the Big 12 make sure that it's in the best spot it can be. He obviously will be making phone calls to these Pac-12 schools saying, hi, I'm Brett. Would you guys be interested in coming to the Big 12? And obviously, it's a lot more complicated than that. There will be back-channel communication between the staffs, the university presidents of all these universities. And I'm sure that there will be a Pac-12, George Klyovkov going the other way, calling Big 12 schools via back-channel saying, hey, what is your interest in potentially jumping over to our conference over here? Or Obviously, there's so many different moving parts to all of this. But what I really like about Brett Yormark is he comes in with a non-traditional background with regards to the Big 12. And this is a guy, we all know about the New Yorker type. There are tough, hard-nosed negotiators. That's their that's their reputation. I work with a guy who's from New Jersey. He's proud to tell you that. And Patrick Kinahan on every single, every single day. He'd be happy to tell you guys that. But the thing about that, the Northeast mentality, it's hard-nosed. They don't take fools. They don't suffer fools, I guess is what I should say. And he is going to come in here. And he's going to make sure that his new post, he didn't take this job thinking, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for these schools to jump ship on me. No, he wants to come in and make the Big 12 the third best conference on paper behind the Big 10 and the SEC. Will he succeed in doing that? Only time will tell. It's, it's been a week plus for him on the job. But he comes in, and I think he is a guy who is going to have a very big role to play in the future of the Big 12 and the future of college football. Uh, there's so much about this right now that I look at this and say, okay, well, this is going to be a very critical time for conferences across the nation. Even this is going to, by the way, all of this with regards to conference realignment is going to affect the SEC. It's already done that. It's affected the Big Ten. It's going to trickle down to the other Power Five conferences, the ACC, the Pac-12, and the Big 12. And now it's also going to affect the conferences below that. We're hearing all these reports about Boise State, Fresno State, San Diego State, SMU, all pitching themselves to a conference like the Pac-12. I'm sure they've made phone calls to the Big 12 saying, hey, let us come in and, and be part of this. There is so much of a cascading ripple effect. Uh, you've seen that ripples in the water type of thing that's going to affect this uh, sports universe, the college football universe. And it's not going to necessarily be just settled in the next month or so. This is going to be months and years of ripple effects of different decisions being made during this period. But a guy like Brett Yormark, I think he's very, very uh, savvy in all of this. The other thing about this, I, I'm just pulling this up. Prior to joining the Nets, he served as the vice 
president for corporate sponsorships for NASCAR, where he oversaw a $750 million partnership agreement, the largest in history at that time. They gave Nextel Communications the naming rights to its premier racing series. So this is a guy who has worked in the NBA. He's worked with NASCAR. He's worked on the agency side of things, working with Rock Nation, the commercial side of that business. The crazy thing about this is he knows what he's doing. He may not have a back, uh, a, a conference, uh, what am I trying to say? He may not have a Big 12 slash college sports background, but the best people sometimes for the job are people who can come in from the outside and talk to people on the inside and say, okay, here's where some of your blind spots are and let's attack those different opportunities. And that's what a guy like Brett Yormark, I think is very uniquely poised and situated to do in his new role as big 12 commissioner commissioner. I'm very interested. He's supposed to speak to the media next week. It'll be big 12 media days. Obviously BYU will not be at those this year. They'll be there next year, but I am very interested to hear what he has to say next week with regards to everything going on. I, yeah. So the official start date is August 1st. His initial contract term is five years. He is not going to sit on his hands and be like, all right, well, I'll see you guys in August and we'll figure this out. Well, I think evidence of that is going to speak to the media next week of big 12 media days. He's doing his job. The best part is right now, everything I've heard about him is that he is going to be like a George Klyovkov and come in and just kind of be a disruptor in a way, in a good way. He's going to make sure the Big 12 operates the way it should and obviously try to establish itself amongst all of this uh what, do we, what am I trying to call it? I, I don't know. Madness, uh, upheaval going on in college sports. But at the same time, he wants to make sure that the Big 12 pursues opportunities as they move forward here with regards to their opportunities, whether it is chasing those six Pac-12 schools to bring them into the conference and make it as big as maybe as an 18-team league, pursue opportunities, maybe as a partnership with the Pac-12, but you explore things with the ACC, who knows? But the other thing about this is he's got to work on the media rights. The Pac-12 already entered the negotiating window, the 30-day exclusive window with ESPN and some of its other media rights partners right now. Well, theirs come up in 2024. The Big 12's come up in 2025. Well, could he decide, you know what, let's go to market a little bit early and pursue what we can see and pursue what we can get. Interesting decisions ahead, but... I, for one, everything I've heard about Brett Yormark, I'm pretty intrigued by him taking over here. And when you have got endorsements from guys like Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, that means you got some pretty good things going on. Fox Sports CEO and executive producer Eric Shanks weighed in on this. I'm just looking at this release from the Big 12. Uh, Lawrence Skuvenek, the Texas Tech University president and Big 12 conference board chair, uh, he said that we have a chosen a highly adaptable leader who thrives in dynamic times. Well, if you want to talk about dynamic times, Right now is it. All right, final thing I want to hit on today's show is with regards to BYU basketball and the Big 12. Could the Big 12 become truly the preeminent power in college hoops that it appears to already be via some additions and also some notes on the BYU basketball program? We'll get to all that here in just a moment. First, though, another word on our friends over at Built Bar. Absolutely love this company. I am a huge fan of Built Bars. I actually got one right here. Let me see what I got. Uh... What do we got here? We got a rocky road uh, today. And I'll tell you what, guys, I am a big fan of Built Bars. They are the best tasting protein bars that I have ever had. The macros on these things are absolutely incredible. They also have what they call their Built Puffs. They're the first of its kind, a collagen protein infused marshmallow bar. And if you guys have not tried those as well, in addition to the regular uh, Built Bars, you are missing out. As I said, the macros are absolutely incredible between 130 and 190 calories per each bar, 17 to 19 grams of protein, but just four to seven. Seven grams of sugar. It's 
absolutely incredible. The best part is they're both tasty, delicious, and healthy for you guys. That's not both. That's three things. But regardless, you get what I'm talking about. The other important part about this is BYU still, BYU football in particular, still has their name, image, and likeness agreement with Built Bar. So when you support Built Bar and the Built branded companies, you're supporting BYU football in the process. We're going to save you some coin as well. Get to Built.com. Place your order there. Use the promo code LOCKED15 when you get there. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. Support BYU football by supporting our friends at Built Bar. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, before we go on today's edition of Locked on Cougars, as I talked about, I want to talk a little bit about the Big 12 and the basketball side of things with all of this. Football is obviously the driver in all this conference realignment. We all know that, but if you were to get the Arizona schools, Utah, Colorado, Washington, Oregon, any of those six to come into what is already maybe the preeminent college basketball conference, how much better would college basketball be with that just incredible amount of talent, depth, just across the board that the Big 12 would have in college hoops. You'd have Arizona, who is just absolutely one of the behemoths. They are a legendary program. We all talk about Lute Olsen. Well, guess what? They have not missed a step in the previous in the in the era since. Lute Olson was the head coach down there in the desert. Arizona State, okay, whatever. But Oregon, very, very good right now. Washington's had some very good times. We all know about Utah's legacy. If you're a BYU fan, you know how good Utah has been in basketball. They've not been that for 20-some-odd years, but the history is there. The thing about this is if the Big 12 were to pull off any of this expansion, whether it's two, four, or six schools from the Pac-12, If they were to join the conference, you would make a college basketball conference that just is absolutely incredible. It would be lights out and so much fun to watch. The issue for BYU is, wow, do you have your work cut out for you? What I like right now is we already learned last week that Noah Waterman has pretty much filled out BYU's roster, a 6'11", a swing man, a guy who can play anywhere between the 2 and 5 positions for BYU. I think a very versatile pickup for BYU who has got a really unique background and connection to BYU because he's from the Finger Lakes area. And many of you who know LDS church history, well, the Finger Lakes in New York is where Palmyra, New York, where the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints was founded. So I would assume that Noah Waterman at a base level knows a about the LDS Church, and at least the, the now knows about the affiliation with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and Brigham Young University. The, the thing about this is a guy like Mark Pope, I think he looks at this as a huge opportunity. He is going to go out there and he's going to continue to recruit at an extremely high level. And if a program like Arizona or an Oregon, Washington, Utah, Colorado has had its moments as well in the recent past, if those all come into the conference, you are becoming the absolute powerhouse of college hoops. And some people out there who have expressed their concern that a guy like uh, Mark Pope has got prying eyes and obviously kind of always looking around at where he might want to go for his next stop in his college coaching career. 
Well, why would he want to leave the Big 12 unless he wants to run away from competition? You're going to be in the preeminent college basketball conference if you get the likes of Arizona, Oregon, Colorado, Utah. You get them all in there. You have just absolutely uh, run past the Big East. The Big Ten can say what it wants, but I would take the Big 12's college basketball offerings over what the Big Ten's offering. And the SEC has had its moments in the recent past, but they're just not invested in college basketball. It's about football down there in the Southeastern Conference. So there is some interesting ripple effects, both in the college football sphere, but even in the college basketball sphere with this conference realignment. I, for one, let me let me get this out there on the table. I've said it once. I'll say it again. I want to see some of these Pac-12 schools join the Big 12. I would love nothing more than that. If you can get the Arizona schools in particular, you bring Arizona in as a college basketball brand to add to Texas Tech, Houston, uh who am I thinking of? Oklahoma State's had its moments recently. Kansas, obviously, is one of the big programs out there. You would make the preeminent college basketball conference out there, and I am of the opinion that why would Mark Pope want to leave that conference? He is recruiting against the best. He's going to have an opportunity to bring in talent to BYU that they maybe haven't ever had a chance to see in the past, and it just seems like it would be a home run for a guy like Mark Pope to stick around at BYU if that comes off. Obviously, a a program like Kentucky, where he obviously played his college ball, would be a very hard sell for him to say, okay, I, you know what, I don't want to go home to Kentucky, but I I think the bigger issue at hand here is if this conference expansion goes the way that a lot of the reports say it's going with the Big 12 actively pursuing these Pac-12 schools and they ultimately do pull off that expansion, you've just created maybe the best college basketball conference ever assembled, ever in the history of the sport. That's just, it's kind of funny how things kind of play out on this, but it'll be interesting to see where BYU fits in the college basketball universe after all of this dust settles. We all know that college football is driving this expansion, but one of the byproducts of this could be the Big 12 becoming maybe the best college basketball conference, and that means some very high-level hoops coming to Provo and obviously the Cougars getting an opportunity to play against the best of the best down the road. So there's still a lot to discuss on this front. Like I said, anything I continue to learn about, I'll be happy to pass along to you guys, but it appears the deck shuffling that's going on, the, the car, the deck of cards that's out there with regards to conference expansion. As I said yesterday, still a lot of cards to be played. And as I said, from my conversation earlier today, nothing appears to be imminent. And I would fully expect all the players out here, even BYU to a degree to be exploring all of their options, looking at what the opportunities are for them versus what other uh, options are in terms of the just sitting standing by and just kind of just looking and saying, okay, well, that's fun, but we're going to, we're going to sit over here. The biggest thing for like a program like BYU university, like BYU is feel confident that the big 12 is in a very good spot right now. It sure feels like the, the big 12 went from being the program of uh, the universities in it. The conference itself went just a year ago from being, it's going to die to now maybe being the third best conference in college sports it's just crazy to think how quickly things can change but that doesn't mean that things can't change and flip that on its head in in a way as well still a lot to track still a lot to play out and of course we'll have it covered for you guys right here on locked on cougar so a big thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day want to encourage you guys now to get over to our friends over the locked on big 12 podcast as i said i was a member of their roundtable edition you can find that now wherever you get your podcast make sure you subscribe rate and review this show as well as that show give us some love we are absolutely loving what we're doing here and hope you guys have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this this has been the locked on cougars podcast see ya hey prime members 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.